0: The opinions expressed in this podcast do not represent the views of our employers. This podcast features foul language and alcohol consumption. Discretion is advised. Stealth Maneuver presents Orders from Chaos, a semi-regular podcast done by restaurant staff.
1: Currently working in a hotel. Perry Thompson, kitchen staff. Nick Smith, also kitchen staff.
2: Jack, unemployed useless. yeses. Atta boy.
0: Alright, so. I want to be more like what's that. going on, guys? How are we doing? FA so far, really. Harry. How you feeling over there? Cigarettes and alcohol, staple of the industry. Atta boy. It's a breakfast. Nick, you just came back to the industry. How you feeling about that?
1: Not so bad, enjoying the secondhand lung cancer. Yeah. Big fan. Yeah. <laughs>
2: And Jack, being S- unemployed? Seven beers in. Mostly mostly too wow. hair. Fantastic. So, what do we want to touch on today? <laughs> <laughs>
3: We're good, good start. Story.
0: Why uh, why do you do what you do? Uh
4: money. Money? I don't care what anybody says. Like, you, get, okay. you get those ridiculous like oh, I just stay in the industry. I'm not gonna use my doctorate degree. I like people. <laughs> <laughs> the fact that you're completely
5: unemployable. No, it's I like,
0: like, I like you know,
3: people. Like, let yeah, just get it's one yeah, you straight take? out in the opening.
5: I fucking hate people with a passion. It's one of the few jobs that lets me yell, throw shit, be an asshole, <laughs> <laughs> and people still come back. <laughs> well, because because they, you do it. Yeah. Because they have to, because I have
0: their food.
4: <laughs> and that is my biggest problem with backhouse. You lucky fuckers get to throw and yell and scream and take it all out, I gotta go back out there with a smile yeah. on my face. But
1: on the <laughs> flip side of that though, one some of my favorite restaurants I've ever worked in have been open kitchens. We actually get to interact with the customers. It's a whole creates a whole new a di- whole different dynamic. What what yeah. you cut it on your person. I know, it's it's strange, it sounds strange. Didn't oh, we say I, I, I thought I did, so. First offender. Yeah. I, you owe us a case of beer. I believe <laughs> there's a rule for that.
2: Mm. It's an example is of what? Uh, example of a kitchen that uh, you worked in that was uh open kitchen.
1: That, uh, uh, not in this city. Not in this city. Man. Yeah, it was in North Vancouver. It was a really sweet little spot. Um, not that big, but just, the, like, the kitchen was literally, like, I could, with that giant stick right he's got in the other room, I could, I could poke somebody at a table from that far away. And it was just really... There was,
2: there was no, like, glass border. No, no, no. no oh, it was yeah.
1: just, like, literally, like, workspace, countertop, and then, like, enough for people to walk by, and then tables. Oh, really? Sure. So, what, yeah. what,
2: what What kind of kitchen was it?
1: Um, it's kind of, it's kind of like a, like, European, kind of Belgian inspired place with, uh, lots of, kind of cool European beers and that sort of thing. Lots of, lots of tap style, ta- style stuff. It's good. Really, really social yeah, atmosphere. Good, yeah. yeah, like lots of small plates. Yeah, but at the same, same time, wouldn't that
4: be a hindrance? Cause like, you all, you have that moment where you drop the steak and <laughs> everyone sees it. I
1: mean, you got closed doors. No one, yeah. <laughs> you just pick it up. No, by. there's, second rule exists, right? Yeah. Well, but and, yeah, in that case, that there's like at least four tables that have a direct line of where that steak hit the floor. I do actually
5: yourself. just finished a stint working in four separate open kitchens. This is the first closed
0: kitchen I've worked in a long time. Yeah, welcome back. It's
5: cool, because I can swear like
0: an yeah. idiot. <laughs> well, and that's that's why I like working on the floor in a closed kitchen, too, because if I'm pissed off at someone who comes into the restaurant, then I'm going to the kitchen, hiss and moan. But why would you be pissed off? Give me an example of something that would piss you off. Oh, oh.
2: Just people
5: in general. I I can give you examples of things that have pissed you (laughs) off. I I would like to hear that,
2: (laughs) Terry. Elaborate, my friend. Elaborate.
5: Um, One of the things that I had actually geared on touching on was the culture of ego that seems to cultivate around uh, the chef mentality and (laughs) how they seem to think that they're some kind of rock star when they couldn't sell out a venue to save their life. they're they're more Bjork than Mick Jagger. (laughs)
3: Excellent.
2: But it's it's something
5: that's just so pervasive, and everybody's got that mentality and that attitude where it's just completely not conducive. And I think, especially for Back of House, everything is divided into two very separate and unique categories where you either have the people that are there to kick ass, do their job, get it done and go the fuck home or the prissy little artists who are there to create and elevate and do their <laughs> just bullshitty, faggoty stuff and then just get out of my way so I can finish doing what I want to do.
3: Yeah,
4: you send them to Moxie's.
0: <laughs> right! <laughs> but now, here's the or Earl's. Do you think a lot of that comes from the personality that runs through it or maybe the chef culture that's been cultivated through food television and... Um, well... The fact that we have food TV
5: and the Food Network and all of these other things that are going on puts people in the limelight. And there are people who work really hard and are amazing at what they do. And there are people who are just jerk-offs who can talk really good. And there doesn't really seem to be any differentiating. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you turn on the Food Network at any given time, you're going to see guys like Gordon Ramsay. Obviously, everybody knows who Ramsay is. Everybody knows who Wolfgang Puck is. <laughs> 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 uh, total douchebags. But I hate those guys. <laughs> really good at what they do. Yeah,
1: they're, they're amazing. Like that. that, in my mind, does not give them. Just because they're really good at what they do, does not give them license to be a douchebag. No, but, whether, whether they've been yeah, shit on I mean, on the way up or not, like some guys get that suddenly they get the power they've been working for for so long and they feel like they can, you know, fuck everybody
0: else like, over just how, like they how, were.
2: How many kitchen managers have you guys personally been involved with who have who have been like power hungry bastards who will scream and like throw a temper tantrum in it at any moment? Gordon Ramsay especially is that kind of asshole who I hate. Yeah, that's just
4: television in general, and that's kind of his. Shit I know, guy. I know, it's, it's yeah, yeah, his yeah. thing,
2: but like every time I see him, he he. He exemplifies everything I hate about working in kitchens. He's like, you know, I want to avoid this guy like playing.
5: Completely agreed. And (laughs) the last, all of the kitchen managers I've worked for have been very cool, very together, mellowest, calmest guys on the planet because they realize that it's not worth pissing off every single person that they know and have to deal with every day. And they realize that it's a fucking job. Um, And they probably have a good dealer.
0: Yeah. From <laughs> in, from, uh, that yeah. Yeah. always <laughs> helps. Whoa, 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 whoa. You're saying that alcoholism and drug abuse is pervasive in the restaurant industry? No. no, no we would totally. never suggest such a thing.
2: Uh, <laughs> mean, I think that's a requirement. <laughs> you're, you're a manager.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh You're a core manager. Yeah. But I know you've worked for Shady Management before. Well, and that's what I was going
4: to say is that the advantage for the the whole chef mentality when they get into the back is that they, it, it, they're they getting the monetary <clears> the <throat> kickback. I mean, they're getting yeah. more money for the position that they're doing and the you know, responsibilities are uh, reflected in the paycheck. Front of house is completely different. You've got that jackass that did your job for years, thinks he perfected it, and then is now making less money and <laughs> hates you for it. I mean, <laughs> this, this curses your name for the
1: principle of Works. The fact that you're making more money than he is for a job
4: that's easier. Works more hours, yeah, exactly. Has more responsibility, has everything riding on their head, especially in particular uh, assistant management. Because it's not in a situation where shit rolls downhill. No, you're
0: now middle management,
4: and middle management sucks anywhere you go. It's a valley.
3: Yeah.
4: <laughs> and middle management is between uh, on the one peak upper management and then the staff and it just collects and shit in the with middle. the staff, I
0: mean, there's a certain level where you're not allowed, at least on the floor, because let's be honest, a lot of floor staff are pissy, pissy little people who get upset over things that they shouldn't get upset mm-hmm. about.
5: I think it's funny that you didn't mention the word retards. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, I'm trying to be polite. But, uh, That's but, first. I mean, but
0: essentially, it's, uh, it's that whole thing where, You're no longer allowed, as a manager, to really yell at people, right? No. Because labor laws have come in, and you're not allowed to go,
3: You're being an idiot! (laughs) You might (laughs) hurt somebody's feelings.
0: Although,
4: (laughs) I've managed both restaurants... (laughs) I've managed Wait, wait, wait. uh, People have feelings? You work in a kitchen. You don't understand. I was going to (laughs) say, you guys in the back don't. You sold all your emotions. (laughs) Right, yeah. (laughs) Picked up that chef night. Oh,
1: I forgot about that.
5: Um...
2: Where was I going with that? Um, I don't know. Sorry. <laughs> One of the last days
5: I had at my last gig, um, the most pervasive phrase that actually left my mouth that day was, "Are you fucking retarded?" <laughs> I start most of my days with like that. <laughs> like just walking into the kitchen or the fridge or any individual section of the kitchen. And the happiest day of my life so far was when I realized that they actually gave me a bar tab for taking this shitty job. (laughs) (laughs) Life got good. Well, life got numbing. (laughs) So, (laughs) it's the difference. Uh, It's a huge deal. Well,
0: I mean, you look. I I walk
5: into work every week and I realize that I had a hundred bucks that I didn't think I had at the start of the week to get absolutely fucking loaded and actually like the people I work with.
0: It was great. <laughs> I I've never worked with a kitchen manager, a chef, or anyone in charge of the back of the house who wasn't an alcoholic. Yeah. Not once in my entire life.
4: No, I no yeah, absolutely not. Like,
0: I mean, you remember a bar that we both worked at, and someone who started as the kitchen manager while we were working there started as a fairly non-alcoholic
2: guy. Yeah, But and as then... soon
0: as he was in, boom, alcoholism.
2: Okay, here's a question for the group. Uh, what, what has been the day that you have encountered the most pervasive amount of drug use or outrageous alcoholism in your life. Like a, an anecdote that would describe <laughs> the, the, the restaurant industry in terms of outrageousness. Okay. In that yeah. time, right? um, I, know I know I've walked into
0: the kitchen, and this is at a bar I used to work at way back when. And as I walked back, there was one guy cutting up weed on the table. There was another guy splitting coke on the counter. And then there were two guys downing shots and shotgunning beers. Please tell me you show up for the broad shift. <laughs> <laughs> Can we let Perry have a smile on his face? He
4: was so anxious it's, to answer It's
0: actually not even that good,
5: but I was coming off of like a 14-hour shift.
0: And
5: ecstasy. No. It. no. No. No, just <laughs> That's illegal. It was actually the fine product that I'm drinking right now, um, which provides energy and alcohol at the same time. It's brilliant.
4: <laughs> I didn't sleep for
5: a week when I discovered those. <laughs> I still haven't. It. It's great. I get so much useless shit done in the course of my day because I only require like 20 minute naps. <laughs> And most of them are done at work.
0: (laughs) (laughs) You can't even go shopping after you do something like that. Like Afternoon drunk, it's hard to deal with people. Oh, no.
5: Afternoon drunk is the greatest. Afternoon drunk is the savior of my existence right now. (laughs) It lets me walk into work happy. (laughs) And it lets me finish my day happy because by the time it wears off, everybody else has gone the fuck home. (laughs) With a few exceptions. But there was one day I was still doing this. Uh, I walk out to have a smoke after the dinner rush, and my closer, who was on break at the time, just decided to make himself a pasta. He went out back to eat it, and this guy was with one hand and a fork eating his pasta, and with the other... hand doing rails off the picnic fence <laughs> that we had, do,
3: had in the break area.
5: And I mean, I took a half hour break that day and me and another guy just went out and got loaded because there was an LCBO down the street and we decided to see how many fucking drinks we could chug back in that half hour.
2: And? It was a lot. <laughs> well, I mean, there
0: was there's a, there's a tradition, at least at the restaurant that I was working at, where what you do is you load up beers hidden in the back outside of the restaurant so that when you go drop off garbages or okay. go out for a cigarette that you go, you chug a beer and then you go back to your crazy rush. <laughs> we call it the shuffle. I used to have
5: cans of Guinness stored in the fridge. <laughs> we didn't serve Guinness. That's a
4: great trick though, is that, because uh, everybody makes the comment, like, I'll, I drink a ton of coffee, everybody drinks a ton of coffee, energy drinks, anything like that. Um, but I always get the comment, like, oh, uh, putting Baileys in the coffee or whatever? Guinness looks just like black coffee. It's, yeah. <laughs> Damn, yeah. I mean, it's the only it's reason, a reason I acquired to taste yeah. for that shit.
1: I think the most pervasive example for me of that was a restaurant back home in my hometown where um bought the chef slash manager, being there or not, um, restaurant, you know, closing down the lounge restaurant at, like, 12 o'clock at night. Next thing you know, it's 4 in the morning. Um, private dining room has coke all over the table, Um, there's at least two topless servers, um, (laughs) two people in the back, or in the bathroom, doing something with somebody else that they shouldn't be doing something with, and then people drinking copies amounts of liquor from behind the bar that somebody's keeping track of somewhere, and the reason for this happening is, you know, not some, like, staff party big event. Wednesday.
3: It it's was a long Or Tuesday.
1: Or hey know, man. Whatever works. You but. need to get through Tuesday, however you can get yeah. through Tuesday. <laughs> I'm right, like, and it, it didn't even have to be a bad night. Sometimes like the right person convinced another person that it was a good idea and then it just <laughs> snowballs. <laughs> snowballs. I am very familiar with this concept and
5: yeah. <laughs> it's happened to me several times. Some <laughs> of someone, familiar, <Or> someone <laughs> with Probably in retrospect, a really bad idea comes in with what seems like a greatest idea I've
1: ever heard in my life. Yeah. Someone from outside the industry might think that sounds insane and ridiculous, but it happens constantly, all the time. i like regular nights with me and two other guys working in the
5: kitchen, and the last guy that you would expect to walk in, walks in and says, we should get really loaded tonight. You need to create recipes that allow us to get really loaded tonight. <laughs> and it is what it is. I mean, you can add booze to just about anything as long as you have a bartender who's willing to play with it. <laughs> I, I,
3: I worked at a um, at a,
2: like one of the biggest uh, one of the biggest restaurants down on York Street. Um, I can't divulge the name. We're, we're not saying anything. We're eggs. not saying anything. An but it was <laughs> on York Street, and it was real big, and I hate them. And all of you hate them as well, I guarantee and you. Wore, and you wore a China hat colander. <laughs> <laughs> I wore a China hat colander on my head because I hated them. Anyway, I'm never uh, eating there again. There were guitars on the wall. I'm not saying anymore. Uh, <laughs> anyway. Um, uh, McDonald's, right? McDonald's. Exactly, yeah. you got it right. Sorry, not McDonald's. Um, I, was, I was working... I was working uh, close shifts one night and it was a Friday or a Thursday or something like that. And all of the staff decided, the, all the closers, the, the, the back of the house and the front of the house, decided to go to one of these um, like uh, late night dance clubs. Like, like an the under hours. After hours yeah. place. Like, like it, stayed, it stayed open after 2, two, uh, two a.m. And um, they all decided to do ecstasy, not not knowing it, uh, not enough to me. And I showed up the next day for the brunch shift and I found some guy sitting in the back alley like gyrating and dancing to himself to invisible music and he had like a pile <laughs> he had a pile of cigarette butts next to him and he had been there since like four AM or five AM or something like that and he was just like just dancing to himself he and he's as high as fuck I could see <laughs> Smoking, he was like, "Man, I can't wait to begin my shift. You know, I gotta I to serve those tables. Holy crap! Can't wait, can't wait for breakfast. Best <laughs> day ever. Some good shit, And it was up to me and a uh, dishwasher to basically carry the whole operation. Like the bartender was coming down off ecstasy, you know, all the <laughs> servers were coming down off ecstasy, you know, all the line the line cooks were <laughs> like. I think I remember that day. I, I went home to sleep. It. Everyone else decided to sleep. I think I went would. and visit you that day at work. You
3: might
2: have. You might have. Um, <laughs> how are you up? I've only... Me
4: personally, I mean, the only time I ever drink on the job, and 100% honest, um, is the day I quit. Like, my last shift. Mm-hmm. Um, when I quit the the place in Belleville, was the only time that I touched liquor. I quit the place previously here in Ottawa was the only time. Um, I just don't... I
0: don't really... Well, it's... so nuts on the job. There's there's a whole thing about I mean, I've worked a lot of,
2: uh... I've worked a lot of... <laughs> Sorry, a me, man was shaking his head. He doesn't. <laughs> I, like, it's tough. Like, but no, no, I mean, it's I'm not... I've tried to give you beer so many times. I know, but it's, it's not that
4: I don't want to, believe me. I mean, you're around, like, you're dealing with shitty people all the time. People are yelling at you for things that you don't really understand. It's extremely tempting, but... It, when I start, there's, I see a finish line, no, no, but, and I've got to get to it, and yeah. it's usually three feet uh, from my bed.
0: The other thing, <laughs> too, though, is, I mean, on the floor, I, I've gone to one job I had, and it was just like sort of, I got called in, and I said I couldn't go because I was drunk, and they were like, we absolutely need you in here. And this is not the, the only time this happened. I showed up to another place, like, we need you, and I'm, like, I'm, I'm baked. It's two o'clock in the afternoon. It doesn't matter. I'm baked. But no, I showed up to this job, and all the responsibility was taken off me, and that was the most fun I've ever had on a ship. Mm-hmm. But then I worked in another place where I got drunk on my own shift, and it was the worst time ever. I was paranoid. I'm <laughs> like, okay, so I'm drunk, but i got to make sure that all my numbers line up. I've got to make sure. And it's just, it's the worst when you're working one of those nights because you have to be responsible for yourself. And due to, as you know, the Ontario Liquor laws being so strict. Horseshit. I <laughs> Is well, there, we have we have Deconium. some of the strongest laws versus like Saudi Arabia. Yeah, um, but we that know, might be a little extreme. Not at all. Mm.
5: No, not at all. From a culture that's not allowed to ingest alcohol, defend Where your it, position.
0: <laughs> Legally, two drinks you're drunk. You are not allowed to get drunk in a bar in Ontario. It is completely illegal. And if someone were to catch you drunk, licenses take no.
2: But that's, that's Muslims like, aren't allowed to drink. But that, that's like Oklahoma. that's letter of the law, you that's know. All like I do if you know, know. Oklahoma, absolutely. What
0: else are you got to fucking do in Oklahoma? It's it's standard. It's standard practice. Go to Blockbuster,
5: like, fucking subscribe to Netflix, and screw sorry, like stone sorry, bunnies.
0: Sorry, Block what?
1: Block I'm one? sure they
5: still have Blockbuster in Oklahoma. They like, don't have is Bandwidth.
1: that like cassette tapes? <laughs> or perhaps
5: no,
4: it's Max like cylinders? eight tracker Beta. Oh
1: baby! All right, all right.
4: Let's change it up a little bit. Um we've all got <laughs> the book I know I do. <clears throat> we've all had that we, we everybody has that one story of like the most annoying or obnoxious customer person situation staff member that you've ever been in. Ready? <laughs> I know you've got a couple <laughs> Oh no, I'm mean, give me your favorite.
0: Alright, my favorite has to be the shrimp tail guy. Yeah. So this guy comes into the restaurant, he orders food, he's got his nose up his ass the entire time that he's eating. Uh
3: I walk over after I drop off his
0: pasta with shrimp in it. I go. Hey, uh, so, how's everything over here? Big smile on my face. Plastered on there, but it's still there. <laughs> and uh, he goes, well, everything is delicious, but the shrimp tails are a little crunchy. <laughs> I kind of look at him a little bit. I give him a cross look. Sorry? And I laugh. He goes, no, I'm serious. The shrimp tails are too crunchy for my liking. Were the shrimp, was it breaded? No. <laughs> no, brought, it was just, it was shrimp. Sautéed yeah, in a pan. I'm pretty
1: sure I made that pasta, too.
0: It's <laughs> <I'm pretty sure. laughs> just the dish. Yeah. And I just, the only thing I could do was look at him and go, huh, and walk away. <laughs> and then walk into the kitchen and tell everyone the story and hear the laughter. Yeah, yeah.
4: Because you can't really be like, well, I will correct this right away. I will make it again with softer shrimp
1: tables. <laughs> no.
0: Yeah, here... Let, let me just go back there and take care of this
3: for you. <laughs> now,
5: coming from a kitchen perspective and a fairly high-volume kitchen perspective at certain times in my life, we can probably all testify to the fact that we actually get paper cuts from shrimp tails. You're They're just... rigid, bastardly little
1: things. Yeah, I got a sliver the other day from a shrimp tail. So you guys can actually answer this point. Why do we insist on keeping the shrimp tails on? Aesthetics. Aesthetics. thanks because it looks Aesth- nicer. Also, and right. so you can but, find the shrimp, because well, picky people who want what they paid for, they're going to get their dish, and they're going to dig for those six shrimp that they were told in that dish, and it's a lot easier for them to find. It it I order order tail shrimp. tails numbered. <laughs> <laughs> I order shrimp dishes, and
0: the first thing I do is hunt for those shrimp, but it's only because I don't want to chew down on shrimp tails. <laughs> <laughs>
5: okay, the real reason is that we're all really, really lazy, and detailing shrimp is the second uh, worst yeah. job you no. can it's get.
4: That makes way more sense uh, than- yeah, uh, and plus when you think about it, how
1: much, the work, yeah. how <laughs> so much work
4: goes into taking the shrimp to the You're I mean, just thinking about that. So I mean, because I know what kitchen guys look like. No offense. I don't, <laughs> want, I don't
1: oh, want your hands offense. all that. <laughs> <bad.
5: laughs> None taken. Believe me, I know exactly what I
4: look
2: my like. My hands are 70% clean. Yeah. Right? And 30% <laughs> are trying to take the shrimp off the tail.
5: Are you kidding? I'm the guy that leaves work at the end of the night going, fuck, my hands are disgusting. <laughs> I don't want to eat anything I make.
4: I right. myself. I had mine, Christ, it have been about a month ago now. I mean, I have a bunch, but... It, uh, this fuzzy platypus <laughs> <laughs>
5: came into my bar. Just for clarification, we're actually substituting names of cute, fuzzy little animals for things for that things we that are
4: really want to say. Too
0: offensive for us to even say here. Regardless. Uh, this, <laughs> here
4: uh Fuzzy platypus came into my bar with her friend and uh, sat down... <laughs> And walked around for like 15 minutes trying to find a space in my completely empty bar. But anyway,s they go off into the one corner, they sit down. I walk over and like, ladies, are you doing this evening? And you have a Big smile on my face, blastered, of course. Um, and the girl says, "Can I get uh, two shots of Jager without the Meister?" <laughs> and I went, <laughs> I w- "Exactly." I went, <laughs> and she went, "What?" And I went. I'm sorry. Try that again. Wait, what do you want? Can I get two (laughs) shots of Jager without the Meister? I'm like, maybe she's confused. She's young. I mean, she's like 20, 21. I was like, do you want like Jager without like the Red Bull? Like, you don't want a Jager, bone? you don't want just the Jager. She's like, no, 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 no Red Bull, no Meister, just the Jager. Like, I'm the idiot. (laughs) (laughs)
3: You
4: fool. (laughs) So I I, again, I kind of giggle and whatnot, and I turn around and walk away. and I'm thinking in my head, like, what the hell is she possibly? Am
5: I wrong? (laughs) Like, is there some liquor I don't (laughs) know? Am I stupid? Like, Um, and, and that's. Funniest part about the whole thing because when people seem so absolutely sure of themselves, you actually start to doubt. I start to doubt like 10 years worth of background and experience. <laughs> <laughs> I've been
4: doing this for 10 years to the day almost, and I, I'm thinking, what, okay, do they make Jaeger without the Meister? Is it a blend of some kind I'm not familiar with?
1: 10 f- of the 17 hertz. It's like a
4: cab sauve Merlot. It's Jager without the Meister, dumbass. Um, so, so stupid, stupid. So I'm thinking, uh, as I'm walking away, I'm like, there's no way I'm wrong, obviously. I, I know I'm not wrong. But as I'm walking away, she says to her friend, Why does every bartender give me that look when I say that? This has come <laughs> up, and no one has given her shit about it. And that's our fault as the industry staff. That's hey, really where
1: hey, we hey. drop the ball. Somebody needs uh, to tell uh, her. Well, no,
0: our job is not to tell them that they're wrong. Our <laughs> job is to tell them that, yes, absolutely, pat them on the head and say, Okay, I can do that for you. And I and did that. At this exact <laughs> moment, I feel that
5: this is the role of kitchen staff to come in and be the harsh dose of reality <laughs> that every idiot on the planet needs. We
0: should have a, a button that just rings a bell and it's, it, it brings out the kitchen staff to go... <laughs> it, it, yeah, it's did. like an
5: old role playing game. Summon asshole.
4: <laughs> well, no, we have that. We just crack a beer and the kitchen and sat fronting.
5: Um, <laughs> did I hear the tap? Anyways, so Are this, you, um, this, this Duke, is how I solve. I the don't problem. run for anything less than a full bottle. <laughs> this is how I solved it. I went to the bar and I got
4: uh, peppermint schnapps. <laughs> it's clear, right? And it has kind of the same flavor to it. So I walk over and I brought it. She's like, "What this?" Like, I'm solving her problem, and she's really still fishy with me being the fuzzy platypus that she is. And I said, well, no, that's that's Jäger without the Meister. And giggling to myself inside. I mean, I'm just killing myself. Um, But as I'm walking away or whatever, she said, see, they can do it. (laughs) I get back to the bar to observe this fucking great creation that I just created. It is this thing that I'm I'm going to experience for the next five minutes and be able to tell all all you lovely people. Um, And then some guy walks in. And I walk up to meet him, uh, and he sits down at the table, and he says, "Hey, what are you ladies drinking?" And she said, yeah, you're without the Meister," and he went. Eh.
2: <laughs> <laughs> <sighs>
3: <sighs> Four rounds later, she
4: never wised up. He never told her. Of oh. course,
5: and that's
2: she probably still believes it to this day. I hope so. I really hope. I and, Honest to God, that's
5: just the inherited wealth of attractive 20-year-old retards, like this, <laughs> this is just what they get. Hell they get it. every answer that they've ever wanted in life and treated like they're not the yeah. stupidest yeah. shit that's ever trodden on the earth. Well, hell yeah, I was doing it to be a dick. <laughs> <laughs> no. I Ranked. Just, I it, and that's least... how we actually exist. That's how we get satisfaction out of our lives. <laughs> I get
0: these 20-year-old ditses at the bar, right? And I learned this from working at a certain pool hall that I used to work at. And uh, they'll come in and they go,
3: I don't know what I want to drink. <laughs>
0: and I go, okay, fantastic. Give me a color. And bar owners love me because most of that drink is just 20% alcohol that costs about $6 yeah, a bottle. Yeah. But really, it's, i am mix of these drinks that are these vibrant colors. And I go, <laughs> <laughs> you're stupid because you're drinking water. <laughs> you add a little bit of vodka at to the top and no one's the wiser. It, it tastes strong.
2: Uh, kitchen staff, most annoying re- recurring uh, guest who would piss you off the most.
1: I hate to bring it up because it's an ongoing issue at different places, but steak.
2: Steak. And <laughs> not, <laughs> yeah, and, uh, so, and
1: thank short you for of doing putting this a diagram <laughs> with images of what each temperature looks like on the menu printed, the worst thing is, yeah, we fuck up steaks every once in a while. You get one back, like, in the middle of a rush when you were busy, you could, had 19 steaks of different temperatures to go, one was wrong. But the, the worst is when it comes back and it's not like it's had a few bites out of it, it's somebody nothing on the plate has been touched, the steak has been cut right down the middle. Yeah. And somebody like they clearly don't trust anybody to cook their food for them, but they like to go out anyways and throw it Which, back why into the space. Exactly. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like they just get the steak and they cut it in half. It's like that's not what I wanted. Even though that's what they even if that's what they ordered, but yeah. they didn't know that that's what they ordered and that's what they wanted, they still it's an ongoing battle. Everywhere I've ever been, <laughs> the I, was, dozens I hated, of steak. Uh, Chicago style. Oh, see, those are great, though. Because people, people who order Chicago style know, know how yeah. to eat steak. But and they know so they like the steak. picky about it is. hard to get Chicago is, well, yeah.
2: What it is, you know? But they're like, oh, it's going to be black on the outside and red in the middle. Yeah.
1: Yeah. You got to you gotta try and get, like, a crispy like, a <laughs> blue
0: saying, rare before, steak. Before you clarify that, I was going to say, uh, for people who don't know, what are the different styles of steak? St- well,
1: styles or temperatures? Well, temperatures. Temperatures, you get blue rare, or sorry, blue. That's just like four seconds. Yeah, out, so blue is like, dried on it the barely looks more than rolled sort of cold inside. Yeah, it or will be cold inside. take it and walk it through a warm room. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Blue, blue rare is basically grill marks, like mm-hmm. as fast as you can. Um, rare, again, step up, starting to cook a little, but still, you know, uncooked in the middle. Medium rare is when you actually start to get some kind of feel from the meat and then starts to go from there to medium. Uh, medium well is where you start to, I like to call it you know, still edible, mm-hmm. but start, you start to lose some of the kind of natural flavor from it. And then well done, you might as well give them ketchup because they're going to ask for it anyways.
3: Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes, often. Um, I've cooked enough steaks that I stopped using it. Um, now it's kind of become a mixture of that and um, color. Of the juice that cut leaves at steak, uh, which so is you, not
0: explain the, the thumb system for people. As much as
1: customers, sorry about the juice thing. As much as customers like think when they don't like blood on their plate, it's not blood. Yeah. That the when the cow was slaughtered, it was drained of its blood. That, that is, is water yeah. that is colored. Yeah. Uh, like that's all it's water mixed made. with muscular. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. There's no but blood. Explain on the thumb system. At
5: this point, people can Google the thumb system and they'll figure
1: it out. Yeah. Quick thing though, you take an open hand. You press on the the medius part of your hand. That's a rare steak. Um, you close your first finger and your thumb. That gets you up to medium rare. And then continuing with your second finger um, gets you to medium. And then third finger, medium well. Pinky finger and thumb is well done. You'll find that the muscle just kind of stiffens up as you move along your hand. It's just kind of a basic, kind of a rough way. It's not always exact, depending on the kind and of steak. It varies from cut exactly, to cut. Yeah. And some some steaks, like a tenderloin, that pretty much doesn't work. You know, in all
4: my 10 years of experience in the restaurant industry, I've worked back house rarely. Like, I'm talking like deep frying chicken wings and uh, french fries. Uh, but I barbecue when I go up to the cottage. One Corona is medium rare. <laughs> <laughs> it's a good
3: way to do it, yeah.
0: And that's the best possible gauge. <laughs> well, it's whatever works for you, right? I mean, it's whatever you choose to gauge. I mean, it's the same thing with, uh, with food times, going into the kitchen and dropping off food. It's whatever works for you to go, okay, when do I expect this food to come up? And whether there's problems going on or not, yeah. what, what do I time it based on? Yeah. And for me, a lot of time, it's how many times do I go to the table and go, hey, how are things going over here? Yeah. And if I go three or two times, I'll go, okay, the food should be up around this area. Because, I mean, I dick
1: up in the middle. And... <laughs> yeah. And the, the problem, though, with having systems like the thumb system mm-hmm. or things to check is that there are other factors that can totally screw it up. Absolutely. Like, if you take cold steak straight from the fridge and throw it on the grill, it's going to completely change everything. Yeah. And depending on if it was rested before and if it almost rarely you find places that rest the steak afterwards, after it comes off the grill, which is, can change everything. Yeah. Also, sitting in a heat lamp, that can boost it up like <laughs> yeah. two temperatures yeah. of a steak and sits there for like two minutes yeah. sort of thing. So there's too many other factors for it to be a sure system, but it's just kind of a baseline to go on.
4: All right. If we're going to be doing this and like complaining about the industry and well, whatnot, Jack, we haven't heard from you in a while. Um, we should also educate the people listening. That, that, that's what and- I'm We should probably
0: go into the education So area please,
4: that. Jack, tell me one thing customers should know coming into a restaurant, dining room, bar, whatever.
2: Um, well, probably the most, uh, the most important is that the drinks that you get and the food that you eat is not going to be exactly the same as the one that you get at home.
3: Yeah.
2: Right? If you make yourself uh, a martini or a Caesar or something like that at home, the one that you get from the bartender is not going to be exactly the same and complaining about it will make no difference. And, um if you if you make pasta or you know cook a steak or something like that it's going to be different that, mm-hmm. like you know if, if if you're used to cooking yourself meals seven days of a week except for that one month one day every three months and you go and you complain like this is not no you know no, no. Look, why bother why why go out it's going to cost you more you buy yourself a bottle of wine it's going to be 300 percent more expensive than yeah. the else you feel. like you know why why bitch
4: things? Well, that's, yeah, why ruin it if you're already yeah. making the commitment to go out.
3: Yeah.
2: You know, um, I will
4: say,
0: here's one. People come up to me all the time, being that I've been serving and working <laughs> in restaurants for, I guess it's around 13 years or something like that. Everyone comes up to me and, they you go, know, how can I do things so that people don't fuck up my food and they don't do nasty things to my food and... <laughs> <laughs> how can I not piss people off? You honestly get that it? all the time? Oh, all the time. <laughs> <Yeah>. uh-huh. <laughs> There's a few things that I'll tell Number one, if you don't want to piss off your server, here's here's the big part. Sometimes we're just angry. Sometimes yeah. the person that's serving you is angry, just for the sake of that they're at work and you walk in the door and they don't want to serve. You. But the best way to not piss off the server is never ever snap at them. Oh, obviously.
3: Never you mean,
0: snap. You mean like, yeah. Perfect. <laughs> yeah, uh, kind of like I'm going to Perry right now to grab drink. I've got a coin in my hand right now. If you're at a bar and you tap on the bar like this. Guess what? Your bartender hates you. I've never seen that actually. The other thing too, though, is that I've worked in a lot of restaurants, and I've seen someone fuck up food once. (laughs) I've only seen someone purposely mess up food and make it sort of disgusting, and even then, I don't really think it was that gross. Once in my 13 years of work, most people will not risk their jobs.
2: Yeah, yeah. they screwing up people. Screwing up. Oh, they'll do half-ass job, half-ass job like every day. But yeah, you know, <laughs> but no one will do a lot of yeah. Like very few intentionally people will do bad. No, rarely. Or
0: disgusting <laughs> things like very, very rarely will you see people actually do disgusting crap. Waiting is a bad example of what the restaurant industry is because very few people yeah. do that sort of thing
2: to your food and or drinks. I'm sure you remember Chris um, going back, going back a little bit to uh, bomb. Oh, I zero. sure do.
3: <laughs> I can never forget. that <laughs> there,
2: there was a guy. Uh, I, I used to work Wing Night at a place uh, in the Glee, and there was a guy who would always complain about the suicide wings and how they were not hot enough, right? And uh, I've had there's guys always these guys. These yeah, guys. Yeah. Right? I've and, had these guys several times. <laughs> yeah. We decided specifically for this guy, we go to the we go to a specially hot, specially hot, hot place, and we would order and we get like the the things that were behind locked glass. Like, the place you gotta like sign your life away to buy.
3: And we bought
2: uh, De Bomb Ground Zero, which had a picture of a, like a, a mushroom cloud on the on the. And it was insane. And uh, we gave him his pound of wings, and he, he made it about two two things through, and like gave up. And I decided, rather cruelly, to uh, to pick on my friend here, Chris, by Hello. by taking a nacho chip and putting four drops on it. I'm gonna tell was, you, i like, <laughs> I don't like extract sauces, which is what that is. It was hard. The um, bomb is an extract sauce, which means they take it down, they take it down, they take
0: it down to yeah. just heat, and it's no flavor. I couldn't, I, I, I was known as the no taste bud boy for a you long were... time. Anyway, From my, my That thing killed me on hot sauce for a year. I ate it, and it wouldn't go away, and the
2: heartburn wouldn't go away for an hour. <laughs> and then after that, if I
0: ate anything hot, it would bring it right back up. It was... Not
2: okay. <laughs> in, in your defense, you asked for one drop. I give.
0: I did, and I, only, I I did it
4: once, and I did it in front of the customer. He, uh, this was the guy that came in the, the shots guy. He came in and was just like you know tequila, and he wanted he called it like a crazy wolf or something like that, which is all your white bar liquors, uh, gin, vodka, uh, and white rum, and he was just and the hardest shot I could come up with. This guy was drinking and downing and staring me in the face when he was done. And I wasn't expecting a cringe or something. Like, I'm coming up with ridiculous stuff set of, you know, this short of, like, uh, rocket fuel. Yeah. And this guy's downing it. So I went to the trusty Google and <laughs> typed in, worst shot on the planet. You can do it. It comes up. Brave bull. And what you do is it's tequila and, uh, want to say Kahlua? Yeah, Kahlua. Cool. And then you wipe the bar and you squeeze the rest in. Oh uh, yeah. god <laughs> I've seen so, that. I've mean, am <laughs> in a busy nightclub. I um so I mean I've been s
3: so i have been rail. Ser- right yeah. So I, I've been
4: serving and I've been pouring and I've been spilling all night. So I mean you've got the trap which is just filled with you know, Bailey's and peach snaps and beer and Whoa. wine and it's just and the bar which I've been wiping down and we could smoke in the bars at that time too. So I mean there's a good collection of, of cigarette ashes in that. So I wipe the bar and I squeeze it in and it's just it's What's a color worse than black?
0: <laughs> <laughs> Sadness. Yeah. it was just despair. It was, it was just <laughs> evil.
5: Somehow, simultaneously, brown and gray. Yeah, <laughs> it was just evil came out
4: of this bar rag. Anyways, I, I topped it off, and I mean, a good quarter round. So The guy, I, I'm gonna do it. And he drinks it, and he's ha- hammers his chest, and he's like, Woo! You know, because you got to do that if you need a yeah, shot. You gotta. You, know, yeah, s- you got a posture, right? Yeah, you got to exclaim to everybody that you're an asshole. Um, He's <laughs> definitely getting kicked out soon.
5: <laughs> <laughs> Oddly enough, this is why I started working in kitchens. Because I couldn't <laughs> proclaim to the outside world, loudly enough, without scars on my forearms from burns, that I was a huge asshole. <laughs> uh, but
3: I
0: will say, the worst thing I've ever seen an owner do to an employee is to jack over here.
2: Which was, he just he just finished a shift, he worked... What, an eight-hour shift or something like that? It I, I came in I came in to pick up my paycheck, and they were slammed, and I went to the kitchen to help them and, like, you know, to help out with the rush. And I it was I, it wasn't eight I, hours, but it, but it was like, it was like I, a wing I, night that you were in there. I wasn't being paid, and I just went to help because, you know, I like people. So,
0: yeah. And, uh, yeah, so the bar I'm sitting there because Jack's going to pick pay up his paycheck. I figure out how to drink, wait for him to finish. He just sort of helped out during the rush. I can have some booze, and then he'll show up, and we'll both drink, and we will be a good time. He comes back out of the kitchen after a wingmaid, which anyone who works with wingmaids understands the ridiculousness of uh. that. Um, and the owner comes up to him and goes, Hey Jack, Jack, here, I brought you a pint of beer. And he brings him a pint, and Jack looks at it for a second and goes, Hey, swing." I've been working on bars for about as long as he have been working in the kitchen. He goes, is there something wrong with this pint? I'll take the swig. That's the spill. Oh no. He gave him a pint of spill for coming in on his off time and working. Oh, fucking yeah, generous young meat. man was. <laughs> Oh, God. <Okay. laughs>
5: Let me come right out and say after, as long as I've been in the industry, I have never fucked with anybody's food. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely.
3: But that's what
0: I was going on. I mean, very few people that I know have ever fucked with someone's food.
5: Especially not in a professional capacity. There's always been pranks pulled on co-workers and front of house staff or whatever. Yeah, Yeah, Uh, you know, he does that one. Like, here, try the sandwich. Ha, that's my dick. You guys guys,
4: guys don't play that game (laughs) anymore? It's like dick in a box, but there's a bun. But it's
5: a sandwich. Uh, Not even that, honestly. Like, it's just been arranging food in such a way that it kind of looks like a cock and balls.
0: Weird <laughs> shit like that. Running um, shit underneath the plate. Yeah, I've
5: done that. I've, uh, attaching
0: shits inside zones and stuff. like This is all funny. I have never
5: seen that, but I have actually <laughs> spelled fuck you and pepperoni on a pizza before.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it
5: happens. Uh, but your wing story reminded me of something where uh, I was working for a guy. He was our kitchen manager. He worked bars a few nights. Uh, really good at his job. Smart, funny, quick. And I respect the guy an immense amount to this day, but we had this cool chit system that let you actually freeform type into any bill that you yeah, wanted. We've had these. Oh god, yeah, so, yeah, those are great. There was a guy at the bar, and you know that me and hot sauce get along like a house on fire.
0: Uh, you mean you and me eat very similar types of food? Is what you're saying? Right. We're,
5: we're- I can cook hot, yeah. I know spicy. I do this very, very well. He knows that I'm working back there, and every night that I come into work, I bring my hot sauce with me because I enjoy it. He also knows that this guy at the bar who just ordered wings, as hot as he can make them, has never contended with me working in his kitchen that late. (laughs) So this guy that's now talking shit about his kitchen and their inability to make spicy food is now going to come up face-to-face with me. So I get a bill that comes through the printer that says something like, I don't care what you have to do, burn his fucking mouth. (laughs) Which is basically playtime for Perry. This is me in my element. I tell everybody else that's working that you get to handle every other order that comes in. Me and my genius need five minutes. (laughs) Because... Seriously, Pete needs me on this right now. And I'm doing this and only this. And I'm not trying to kill somebody, but I'm trying to come really, really, really close to actually making someone's throat, tongue, larynx, entire vocal apparatus melt.
4: Alright, we got habanero, we got uh, cayenne. Do we have lava in the back? (laughs) At this point,
5: I actually came to work with uh, a hot sauce that um, a friend of mine and my ex's brother gave me that was drawn off of habanero peppers, nagalokia peppers, like the hottest shit you can get your hands on legally, <laughs> short of pepper spray.
3: <laughs>
5: <laughs> and this all went in. That is the closest I've ever come to actually trying to... Kill someone? Well, it was a time, actually, somewhat... <laughs> where I almost killed somebody, but that was totally unintentional. We'll wait till the mics are off. <laughs> um, there was, though uh, that that was the closest I've ever actually been to fucking with somebody's food. But it was because they wanted it, even though they didn't actually want it. Yeah. they thought they did.
1: Nick, you're up. Yeah, uh, actually, sorry. On the topic of fucking with people's food or not right brings it back to open kitchens and other people not thinking that that's a good thing being in an open kitchen customers tend to trust you because they can actually (laughs) see you i get like the amount of food that gets sent back is to mistake is like it's so much less than another kitchen because they can't see like they can't see the kitchen or who's talking about the food that they just sent back they don't want to mess with you because you're right there and when somebody comes and's like, "My steak was overcooked," they can just you can look around and see who doesn't have a plate on their table and be like, "It's you! I know it's you!" Some people don't want that kind of interaction, yeah. and it's instantly a Mortal Kombat kind yeah. of yeah. scenario. So they're honestly like, "Oh, you're this quite and what I you're I standing wanted. there
5: with the spear coming out of the back of your hand," yeah. and this yeah. other dude is some guy that just walked into the scene like a deer.
4: I yeah. never thought of that. Before. Yeah, I just, and I can see the guy, so I gotta trust him. I mean, he's, he's not gonna screw my. Yeah, it. but it's like
1: because this isn't quite what I wanted. <laughs> I don't know if I like the way that guy's looking at me, waiting for me to take a bite <laughs> of, no, so, no, that's just, that's of the steak. So, trust ones, me, I restaurant customers, where I them.
5: you can uh-huh. see my right hand, you might even be able to see my left, but you can't see anything
0: below my waist. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, one of the best things to speak people is psychological, right? I mean, you if you piss me off, the likelihood of me going and getting everyone from the kitchen and us all standing back at the furthest point of the restaurant and staring at you while you eat, it's very high. Yeah. Now, coming, all it takes is an elbow.
5: Coming from a high-volume kitchen perspective, and Nick will probably back me up on this one, we become very efficient at working with all four limbs. Mm-hmm. So we can actually, like, our feet just become secondary appendages that we use to do things.
2: <laughs> open the oven. I prefer yeah. ovens
1: with the larger handles so I can open it with yeah. my foot. Yeah, because yeah. yeah, yeah. we, <laughs> we open ovens, we open doors, we open a lot of things with our feet. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Toss a saute pan while flipping a steak with the other hand. Yeah. Like, yeah. You, you can't waste time. No, I, mean, I don't
0: know if I can appreciate that too. Shutting yours a- with your fucking feet. Yeah. 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 And then playing a wiggle so, game of hacky sack at the same time. Yeah.
5: Yeah. Uh, again, even though you can see my right and my left hand and it looks like I'm cutting something and I'm very, very busy and very focused on what I'm doing, you have no <laughs> idea where my feet are right now. Yeah.
3: That, <laughs> you're,
4: you're
0: basing the chicken supreme. I have a yeah. guy that I'm used to
1: tenderizing
0: work. your veal right now. <laughs>
1: I had this guy I used to work with. And uh I'll say his name,
3: Frio.
0: And I mean, this guy was a mess, right? He already he sounds a... like a
5: pretentious fuck.
0: Oh no, he was the opposite. Oh. So this dude had I think at the last 10, I totally just said fuck. What was it? Seventeen piercings. <laughs> yeah. Fourteen tattoos. I remember this and name. five brands. And zero hugs from his father. Oh no god. <laughs> he, he had the word Jesus tattooed on his penis. Oh yeah. Maybe what it was is. Jesus and he just loved the guy. Because he wanted to say it no. But so he wanted <laughs> to say that he, he was doing him. the Lord's work. So, uh, that was his thing. I'm sorry, sorry. Why would you put yourself through that much pain just for an insight? He got off. He got off. Yeah, but this is the guy who came up <laughs> to me. You're supposed to kneel before the Lord. What's he doing tonight? Uh, he's in Calgary, I think. Uh, probably smoking crap. That okay. makes a, a lot uh, of sense. Fuck, but dirty. no, he, he came up to me one day he went, Hey, Chris. And he's bobbing his head. He's rocking it up to music that no one else can hear. He's doing this thing. He's like, Hey, Chris, anyone ever causes you problems? Let me know. I've got two squirt balls full of hot sauce for their eyes. Yeah. <laughs>
3: yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, got I would not waste
0: my hot sauce on that. He used to be listening. He used to come into the kitchen. He was so hardcore looking, but he'd come out. He'd listen to Whitney Houston. Yeah, and yeah. He'd be dancing outside of the kitchen while rocking. <laughs> okay, <laughs> this reminds me
5: of a story. I used to work with this crazy little motherfucker who is responsible. I'm sorry, mother platypus, <laughs> who is responsible for a lot of the scars on my forearm. I just think saying platypus is funny now. Um, <laughs> platypus is As funny, funny. as given come? Or what? As funny as give and come, not as funny as my mom. Okay. So. <laughs> she's quite hilarious. You have right? no idea. So, she's like an amusement park ride. Anyway. Um, <laughs> this crazy little bastard is responsible for a lot of the scars that I still have, and i worked with him for about four years straight. And he's got people equals shit tattooed on one arm with a Slipknot symbol. His ears are gauged out. He's got goth tattooed across the back of his neck. He is a really intense looking little dude. He's like five foot six and twitchy as a squirrel on speed. But <laughs> in the middle of a dinner rush, this crazy hardcore metal guy who would show up every day in a Slipknot shirt, Slipknot belt, Slipknot fucking pants, Slipknot. Everything. So <laughs> uh, he has a Marilyn Manson tattoo on his other arm He is still one of my best friends to this day I love the guy to death But in the middle of a dinner rush He would have his iPod on And one earphone came out one day And it just fucking with him Because I'm working right beside him And we got along Grab it, stick it in my ear Thinking I'm going to get some Amped up motivational, angry, punky, medley kind of shit And it's fucking Rihanna <laughs> and from that day forward, I just can't look at the
4: guy the same way. Nothing makes me want to make a Southwest salad like
5: Rihanna. Yeah. Well, it, it, he, he's fast as hell, and I just kind of—I was expecting like Bad Brains or Black Flag mm-hmm. or Slipknot or something super high
1: speed, and I got fucking Umbrella. <laughs> <laughs> so, something like that would give screw if he food or not, and also about how we work in the kitchen. Something more insulting than dealing with customers is when you get either a server or a clueless manager coming in being like, This is for this regular customer or this special person, make sure oh, it's perfect. My God. Yeah. Like that is, like, that's the worst thing we can hear. We do everything we can. Yeah, because you're not making a good enough job No, it's already. like, no, okay, you're right. I'm going to stop making the shitty food I've been making for everybody else <laughs> and make the <laughs> actual food we're, up sp- on my this food we're supposed to serve just for this guy. It's like, we're not, we don't go out of our way to do less or more for anybody. We try to put up the same quality shit for every customer. <laughs> it's like, walking it's like the- we don't like or hate any of them. We just want to make the same thing. All right, Nick, I know
4: you've been half-assing all night, but we've right. kind of got a special guy here. Yeah.
1: He's the, like, it's, we don't have, like, a special up-a-notch. Like, so, all the food
4: should be the same. I know you've been cooking steak a long time, but could you please go back to yeah. the touching the finger
1: thing? Honestly, yeah. <laughs> okay. well, so, I can forgive a server for it, so, but when a manager comes at me and he's just like, this is for the boss, like, my sure now, it's good, it's like, oh, So good. As a complete and total counterpoint to that,
5: if we have a big party that comes through, and there's 16 people at this table, and we're doing our best to make perfect food and make everything right for everybody there is one person at that table who is potentially more important than everybody else. So if it's a birthday party, for example, if we fuck up one plate and totally unintentional fuck up, just slight oversight, whoever's running Expo isn't paying attention, server didn't catch it, whatever the result may be, the end of the day, what we end up getting is we fucked up their entire night. Yeah. So if it's the birthday girl... I want to know what she's ordering way beforehand so we can focus on that as a quality control perspective before it goes out. And we can just... Whoever's running Expo needs to know that. Yeah, Because everybody else can be kind of shitty or not as good. But as long as one plate leaves perfect, everybody leaves happy.
0: Uh, So I have a question for you guys. Uh, As (coughs) anyone who's worked with me, which is pretty much everyone in this room.
3: Nah. I am a cynical fuck. I'm a really, really like you, hissy, moany, cynical fuck. You were born that way.
0: No, no, that, that's not true. But I've noticed that's also a trend within our industry. I mean, you look at the kitchen; there's a lot of cynicism. You look at the floor, there's a lot of cynicism. Why are we like that? Why? Why do we? I, can I say it? I blame the YouTubes. It's <laughs> <laughs> no, very possible.
1: No, the honestly, look, I, I
4: honestly think that we <clears throat> like. Everybody was like a cynic inside, but then it became mainstream and it became cool. You have the bartender mm-hmm. hates you. I've seen a bunch of rants from bartenders doing exactly what we're doing right now. This is what you need to do and blah, 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 and yeah. our job is so hard. And But, I mean, that's, you, you get that anywhere. I mean, re, I, I worked retail for years and I hated people. Hell, if we did, but, if
0: we did paper pushing for a, for a living, right? Yeah. We'd say our job is really hard because we have to sit and look at paper all day and push it across yeah. the desk. But, <laughs> <laughs> but I don't understand the whole cynicism, because...
4: I, I know we, we all said it earlier. We all hate people, but at the same, I mean, these people that I despise at the minute they walk in, I'm like, oh look at this fucker. Of course he's gonna sit by the window by himself. <laughs> he's gonna take a table of four for one because he's important. <laughs> and he's gonna steal the, my Ottawa son when he leaves. <laughs> I judge this cocksucker the minute he walks into the bar, um, but
5: he's paying my rent. Yeah, <laughs> at the end I, of the day, realistically, that's the thing. Now I, kind of tangential narrative to this, I, I have a sweater. I love my sweater. <laughs> my sweater says something to the effect of, fuck God, believe in yourself. Now. By something to the effect of that, you mean exactly? <laughs> exactly right. Now, what happened to me a little while ago is I ended up, after work, going upstairs to the bar because I wanted to get drunk in the bartender. was Working up there is really cool, and I like hanging out with him. The other bartender is super cool. I like hanging out with him and chatting with him, so I just head on upstairs no harm no foul i'm wearing a sweater so (laughs) some dude decides that this is going to be the focus of his entire evening's wrath is the fact that i'm wearing a shirt (laughs) now when faced with two choices i have on this hand the security guys who are massive mountains of scary looking motherfuckers.
0: I can think of one specifically. You
5: know exactly who I'm talking about. He's like six foot six, probably about 320 pounds, and he's terrifying. He is also the nicest man on the planet, but nobody else knows this because they just see huge black dude. <laughs>
1: And yeah, he is the nicest guy! Oh no, no, there's two of them.
5: Oh wow, really?
0: There's two of them where Okay, now we're just getting racist. But what? No, 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 no. there's two <laughs> black guys that were at the At the bar specifically that we're talking about, yeah. which are like scary-looking motherfuckers. They look like
5: they should be the, the defensive end for in the Raiders. The world. <laughs> like, seriously, these guys should be cheating and playing defense for the Raiders. This is what they do. They fuck shit up for a living, but not really, because I, honest to God, I think they adopt with gerbils. their,
3: boundaries. <laughs> <laughs> I,
1: <hit> their licenses. <laughs> I,
5: I think honestly, after speaking to these guys as individuals on a few separate occasions, I think what they do after they get off work is they go home and they like take in stray hamsters and nurse them back to hell. <laughs> <laughs>
4: it's that like fucking insane stray hamster epidemic we have running around our city. It's well, crazy. Hey, listen, I've seen
0: enough this posters about stray dogs to say <laughs> that we have a stray dog epidemic apparently in our city, okay? But
5: it's not even dogs. It's way cuter and fuzzier and tinier and just very green mile. Uh, I,
0: I like hamsters a lot. I mean, now we being racist. I got back that. I like hamsters.
5: Okay, well, that guy's dead, so stop doing that. All right. Uh, All right. Anyway. Yeah. My choices are basically get this guy who is instantly on board with the fact that restaurant staff are having conflict with patron or don't. So what ends up happening is like you have to realize that all of these people that come into the joint where you're working are the people who are responsible. For you coming into the place where you're working. (laughs) And if it wasn't for that asshole who decides to take issue with the fact that you're wearing a sweater, you wouldn't have a fucking job.
3: (laughs) Correct. Like,
5: no matter what. So my ultimate irony and my answer to the bouncers and the massive scary dude with the hamsters and the manager and everybody else that was in the building was the last laugh is mine because he's paying my rent right now see he orders another
0: shot. The one thing that I'll say is that I remember a time where I wasn't cynical about working in the industry. I remember, with, I guess it was the four-year mark where it really started to happen really badly. Where I went, it, that was the point where I went, this is really fun to, this isn't fun anymore and now I have no way out. And I think that the no way out is a lot of the problem with people who do it as, hmm. as a career because I mean... Uh I used to work with, and you used to work with him too, mm-hmm. um, heavily tattooed guy. Yeah, 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 But he said it best. He went, there's two types of people who work in the industry. There are people who do it for a summer and go, haha, that was really fun, and then there's people who actually hold up the industry. Mm-hmm. And it makes me wonder what it is about us that, the people who actually hold up the industry, and what it is that makes us want to do this. And I'm thinking that it's probably because we're survivors of a tank, right? We'll do any job that makes us the most money at the most times to support whatever lifestyle that we represent. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I, I, I don't. I'm totally in tune with that.
4: Um, you guys are back of house, though. You guys don't. This that. <laughs> is the thing. We don't, the don't get
1: like if it's crazy, shitty, worst night ever, busy. We make the same amount of money as if we made two plates of food, and right. that's the thing. It's that's not- the
4: difference between the front of house and the back. I mean, the main thing between yeah, the front of house and the back of house is, I mean, that we do this because you do have those crazy nights where you walk in with three hundred dollars in your pocket and you see a huge bottle of Jack. But then <laughs> again, you, also, <laughs> you also have, have those
0: nights where you make fifteen dollars. Yeah, and it's so dead, and you're standing
2: around doing nothing. But plus your base salary, you know, you the you at least but no no the base salary (laughs) We get less than
0: minimum wage. Yeah, we make less than minimum wage for okay,
2: okay, you you guys know know this better than me.
3: What
2: what is (laughs) what is is the base salary what is the base salary right now today? Eight dollars and twenty five cents, right dollars. What is minimum wage right now? Ten something? Eleven? Ten something. Ten something? Ten fifty. Ten fifty. I think
0: so. But we make minimum wage, or less than minimum wage because we're, server we're tipped out. Wage, you make okay? server minimum wage. Because we're tipped out upon the, the fact that we make tips as a living. Right? expected so, to be tipped um, out. Now, there are nights where I'll serve, like Sunday night, just recently is a perfect example, where I served one table. I was there. I ended up looking at my manager and going, you know what? He was working the bar, and I said, you know what? Just take the table and pay for my food because it's not worth being here. Yeah. It's not worth the $24 to be working on an hourly wage to make the $10 on the tip that will not cover my food that I'm going to pay. See, but with that said, I mean, that's where that, that
4: weird cynicism comes from. Um, because, I mean, we're busy, we hate it. When it's dead,
0: we hate it.
4: Yeah, no, there's no there's middle There's no ground middle ground, absolutely. And that's the thing that I hate about servers. I mean, especially when in this, we're going to get talking about it at some point. But uh, I think personally, tips should be, I mean, from doing both, bartending, serving, mm-hmm. managing, I've done it all, uh, I think tips should be appreciated and not expected. Absolutely. Anytime I've heard any of my staff members giving, saying, like, oh, that cheap prick only left $10 on 100 bucks."
0: it's still $10. Now, you're I will say, but that's... You, not, expect more. That you expected more. A lot of that comes down to, uh, and I'll say this, the, the government as well, right? Uh, I mean, we need to start regulating the fact that if you're going to be working in a restaurant, you're not making less than minimum wage. Make minimum wage, that's fine. Yeah. But we can't be making less than minimum wage. It's not the responsibility of the patron to come in and subsidize our salary. Oh, good point, yeah. It's the, it's the responsibility of the government to regulate what we get paid. Yeah. And we get paid less than minimum wage to do a job that is generally considered one of the most, like, and this is on all aspects of the restaurant. We all work a job that falls under the top 20 list of the most stressful jobs in the world. We're number six? Uh, <laughs> no, it, it depends. Nope. Okay, well,
4: re- I read recently a list, yeah, we're number six. I read six. between
0: six and 11. Hmm. So it's just one of those things where on all ends of the spectrum, we're working these very stressful jobs. Maybe we should get paid at least minimum wage. On the front end. On the back end, maybe tip should be mandatory for every
1: kitchen center. Now, every restaurant I've worked
5: in until... No, well, a lot of places have a different one. policy.
1: Yeah. Every place I've been in until the one I currently work at has tipped out. Yeah, exactly, the every same. single one. Yeah, this is the, this and, is the first. And, one. I'm, and, I'm and one this is a very pro kitchen tip out, right? Because yeah. even
0: I'm if it's just from
1: a little bit, because we're <coughs> a part of the the entire service experience that somebody's coming in to get. <coughs> yeah. Well, especially in the situation that you guys
4: work in, I mean, it's just people aren't going there for drinks necessarily. I mean, not is, necessarily, I mean, it's, and I, I'd say ninety percent of the reason people walk through that door is to go and get a meal. Right.
5: For me personally, I know that I've worked in a combination of private and corporate enterprise.
3: Mm-hmm.
5: I've worked for family restaurants, and I have a fair amount of time in those. And we have Tipa in there. And it normally translated to about 60 bucks a week.
0: Yeah, it's 1% of the sales usually is Give what or it take. Falls into. Mm-hmm.
5: Right after all of the stuff that they actually bill you for and charge you for, you get about 1% a week. Uh I worked in a pub that would tip out substantially more. My tip out on your average week would be about 120 bucks because they would actually tip out on bar rail as well as food. Oh no, should because that was part of our deal, Mm. and it was sweet. So I would end up walking out of that joint every month with 500 bucks extra for no other reason than the fact that. I liked having money and kicked everybody out of the kitchen as early as I could. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> but yeah. Yeah, one of the reasons I think, and I've talked to a lot of servers about this, because some people are really pro of the idea and some people are really anti-the-idea of kitchen tables. Uh I think one of the things is that because I started working in bars at the same time that good friends of mine like Jack started working in kitchens, I've got a different perspective on what does what, Right. Because we started about the same time there, Jeff. I mean, you started at the bar that you used to work say, at. I would say I probably started in
2: um, 2000, 2000 maybe? And I was about the same. Yeah, roughly the same. And it's, it's just
0: one of those things where it sort of personalizes the issue, right? Whereas people who just get into it and go, ah, I'm going to work this summer like we were talking about before, yeah. have no interest in the idea of sharing money, have no interest in the idea of these people make this as a career. That's the worst part of it,
4: because we always, like, you get those servers that bitch about kitchen tip-out, but it's like, there are those nights that you walk in with $300 extra in your pocket, and you don't want to tip out the guys in the kitchen for $11 an hour or something. Exactly, it's
0: It's just, it's it's unbalanced in the industry. But that's not why we're there,
5: honest to God.
4: No, but it's a big
0: bonus to be there.
5: When kitchen staff walk into their job at the start of the day, and this kind of goes back to... To the point of being cynical fucks, uh, I'm not there for tips. I'm not there for any other reason than I love probably 90% of the people I work with. Yeah, and that's
2: what keeps you there.
5: I get off and I enjoy the idea of working as a team. Mm -hmm. Some of the people that I've worked with in kitchens, especially starting early on, especially the guy that is responsible for all of the burns on my arm the (laughs) slipknot tattoos, These are some of my best friends that I've ever made in my life. We get along better than people I grew up with. We get along better than most of my family. We understand each other. We relate. We can see each other after months and months and months of not even talking and pick up exactly where we left off. These guys become like family. This is not even an issue of cynicism. I can come across as... Pissed off, sarcastic, and not caring a thing about why I'm there. A fuzzy platypus. Exactly. (laughs) God bless the platypus. But why I'm there is, at the end of the day, I might hate the fact that I'm there, but I love what I do. And every single kitchen worker who is doing this as a career even though it might not be their end game is there because they absolutely love everybody that they work with they function as a team and they are there to cover off everybody's back
1: you twisted past <laughs> i can sometimes i can agree with that on the talk of tip outs to the kitchen though something that i have seen for sure is places that do tip out they actually that that idea actually helps the front of house and the back of house actually give a shit about each other more
3: Yeah, because some I, places I, I, I that don't agree. tip
1: out the servers will just be like fuck you kitchen where's my food but if they if they're tipping out the kitchen knows that and the kitchen will do what they can to help the server who's in the in the, the weeds, weeds which and we in the shit. Seen at
0: the place that we currently
1: work at exactly like if your server is like in the weeds and themselves. really needs help we'll do everything we can to get them help right away yeah. honestly because we knew we're working together for that same to help the customer to you know get the same experience it's, it brings. It can bring it together, and sometimes it doesn't happen that way. But it, it can be a factor. Sometimes,
0: sometimes it brings expectations on both sides that you know, aren't warranted. Right. Right. Yeah,
5: and honestly, the kitchen that I'm in now, uh, where I actually work with a few of these guys, we function better as a unit than a lot of the places I've worked in before. You're welcome.
3: <laughs> <laughs> and
5: it, she's absolutely right. It totally comes down to the individual people that we work well, with. Well, because
0: for a while, like, the place that we worked at was it was bad, right? Like we not all for saw, me, but we all saw the the badness that was going on.
5: Well, to a point, but once you the, that's all routed through one individual, and that one individual, when taken out of the mix, everything is gravy in that point because we actually have an amount of respect that's developed for each other because we relate well with everybody else. Relation
0: relationship at work is important. Yeah, Yeah, absolutely. Now,
5: the places that I've worked in before that actually do tip out, it becomes a problem of, well, I'm giving up some of my salary so do what the fuck I say because I'm paying you.
0: Yeah, I can (laughs) see that too. And honestly,
5: (laughs) when that attitude comes out, That's the point where I have a problem because I'm focused on so many other things that you can go fuck yourself. (laughs) Uh, You're not paying me. You're just kind of doing me a favor by kicking back what you're making. And whether you suck at your job or not, that 1% that you kick back to me is fairly inconsequential to you. But is the difference between me having a good night once a week, once every second week whatever it is having a pack of smokes in my pocket paying my rent, whatever it might be a little bit of extra cash and one of the managers that I worked for put it out pretty cleanly all of the servers that we're working with and all of the servers that we're working for, according to their mentality, most of them are College, university students—they're doing this part-time. They're cute. They have tits. People give them money. This is how the machine works. This is how you the machine. This is how the machine well, perpetuates.
0: And let's be honest—I mean, uh, from Adam and I—we're we're the only ones in the room that have, really have respect on uh, this. As guys in the service industry, we work ten times harder than women to try to make money. Ooh, I don't know if that's fair. Uh, I, okay, fair.
4: well, yeah, no. It, it. I've worked with some fantastic. Oh no, companies.
0: there's, there's. Wonderful servers on both sides. I mean, sides of they the gender scam, right? I, I mean, mean,
4: in terms of okay, getting the job and getting the tip. I mean, statistically, women will get they will get a thirty percent larger. 30% larger <laughs> exactly,
1: tips. dude, just want to tip you because he thinks he's gay. I, but I <laughs> fucking told us no, earlier <laughs> exactly. exactly. But that's just. That, I mean,
0: like it comes down to the fact that we and you can talk to anyone who's been in the industry for a very long time, and the consistent trend is is they're guys. We tend to work harder for the tip we have to smile bigger we have to well you have to pick and choose your tables I mean (laughs) you gotta go for that
4: dick hungry cougars
0: listen I've got the best name for dick hungry cougars female cougars my name is Reddy (laughs) (laughs) alright I walk over to a table of dick hungry cougars and I go hey how we doing ladies and they and they go oh what's your name my name's Reddy (laughs) And boom, no, it's done. Uh, Middle uh, name, willing, and
3: able. But, but it's all
1: about it's all about judging your Yeah, right? Okay. And it's what everyone does. Okay. So you so, have only... Oh, on that topic, best thing ever happened to me about an open kitchen, I picked up while working the line. Oh ah. <laughs> yes. Fair day. And hey, we're not talking this <laughs> <about my> girlfriend <laughs> on this podcast. The <laughs> opposite. <outset. laughs> but no, I've seen that. I've had that... Uh, that was <laughs> a long time ago. <laughs> I was so excited because it's like, I'm a cook, cooks so don't get to pick up while they're working. No. I'm like, come on. This never
4: happens. Only when you're out back smoking, and those I, are the worst to pick up. The ones that in the <laughs> back alleyway.
1: Do you, work here? There was, there was, there was Look.
0: nothing classier than a bathroom blowjob.
5: Okay. <laughs> Bad lighting and back alley shots are your best friend when you're uh, a director. Uh, <laughs> <this is.
1: laughs> All right, we we just took a went to a really dark right, place. Okay, 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 that's
2: evolving pretty quick. Huge, massive uh, subject change. Um, clockwise around the filthy table, who, who, uh, what is the most outrageous antidote that you can explain of you not giving a fuck at the place that you were employed and you were working?
0: Okay, I got one. You got All one. All right, so I was working at a pool hall where we were allowed to do a lot more than any other bar that I've ever worked at. Sure. And uh, the older son and I were both working. We were both working at the bar. It was a fairly busy night. And this girl comes in and she goes...
1: Hey, how's it going?
0: <laughs> I, go? I I I not bad. How are you? She's like not bad. I want a beer. <laughs> <Hey>, she's <laughs> got her boyfriend right behind her. She spelled beer with an H. <laughs> oh, she spelled beer with an H and an A but and maybe an I in there somewhere. Maybe there's like seven
5: sequential E's.
0: <laughs> but we turned around. And we're like, I'm and sorry. And a platypus. I'm like, I'm sorry. I can't. I I can't serve you right now. She goes, well, fuck you. And she takes a pint glass off the bar and throws it at the back of the stick. So we look at the boyfriend and we go, listen, man, we can't serve your girlfriend anymore. She's done. He's like, oh, I know. She dragged me up here. (laughs) Okay, fantastic. You explain that to her. He tries to explain it. She gets angry. Finally, him and I get so frustrated that we turn around while she's running down the stairs because Call it what you want to call it, she's a fucking alcoholic, get the fuck out! <laughs> and he laughed, and he laughed all the way down the
3: stairs.
4: <laughs> I had, uh, I was working at a bar in my hometown, and, uh, the patty was, yeah, <clears throat> the patio was open, and I was relieving a girl in, like, 15 minutes, but I sat, I went, <laughs> there was a bunch yeah, of, you were. yeah, I was, uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Anyways, I was taking over. Yeah, you were. The girl in 15 minutes. (laughs) You know who else takes over? I
5: was relieving
4: a shift. Anyways. (laughs) I was on fire in 15 minutes. And the girl working, I was out on the patio having a smoke with uh, some of the regulars. And this guy had no idea who the hell this guy is. Um, But he was there and uh, got his bill. And um, he, for some reason, decides to educate the, the, the bartender at the time. He was like do you know what TIP means? <laughs> and she's like, excuse me? He was like, it's an acronym. It's to ensure prompt service. So if you give me prompt service, I'll, I'll tip you. Well, blah, 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 And away she goes. and She has no idea what the fuck he's talking about. She just wants to go home. It's like 3 o'clock in the afternoon. She's been there since 6. Um, so I'm sitting, he has no idea that I'm the bartender that's going to be taking over the shift and continuing on his tab. So I went, actually, asshole. Um, I was like, when the tip started, it was uh, in France, and tips were to ensure prompt service, you would tip at the beginning of your meal, to ensure <laughs> that you would get good service. Yeah. They wouldn't get tipped in, that wasn't the thing. It was just, here's an extra 20 bucks, make sure we get fantastic service. And I was like, so I hope you have deep pockets, because I'm on in 15 minutes.
5: Barry? <laughs> um, the amount of fucks I could give, realistically. <laughs> I love when a story starts like that from the day I started, have been consistently declining. Um, but there has been days where I walk in at 8 o'clock in the morning to prep for a lunch service, and it somehow ended up with me taking a clothes shift. So I was there until about 2 o'clock in the morning. So the amount of fucks I could give really ends... I don't really know a good way to start this. Basically, it ended up with me calling the line, organizing all the sections, organizing all the orders that are coming out while working the sauté section, drunk off my ass with headphones in, (laughs) (laughs) (laughs)
3: listening
5: to bad religion and bad brains. Uh, Rihanna. No, Rihanna. I, I, I don't recognize that as a valid thing. But just rocking out to punk and yelling at people, and throwing shit, and still kind of drunk. That's pretty much how I live my life right now. (laughs) The nicest part about the place where I'm working now is that they actually let me play music through speakers and not through
1: headphones. (laughs) Everything else is fairly consistently the same.
0: All right, how about you, Nick? I
1: think the best one I have is team effort between me and myself and the chef at the time. Um, numerous places I've worked, because of my stature, um, I've been de facto a bouncer at a restaurant that doesn't normally Such have good, a bouncer. I mean, Nick's a fairly like, big gentleman. Like six foot 6'1". 6'3". No, Nick's six like 6'3". Six th- Nick's yeah. taller than I yeah. am. 6'3". Like, like, 235, got kind of thing. Like, too. big enough that, like, if there's a problem, they'll be like, we need we you to, you to come and stand day. by the bar <laughs> yeah. while we tell this drunk guy to leave so he doesn't cause any trouble. Yeah,
3: yeah.
1: Customer... At a table, slowly getting more and more belligerent, the more drinks he has, gets to the point where the server has to ask him to keep it down, and he tells the server to fuck off. This is the this is the line. This is a pretty quick line for my boss at this time. He's he's really a great boss for this kind of thing. He hears this, he's he goes, takes me with him, goes out to the table and is just takes the bill with him. He's just like, here's your bill. You've had enough. You're done. Please leave. And the dude like freaks out and like starts swearing. And he's like, know, this is this is crap. Like I never get this. Like I'm gonna tell all my friends." And he's just like, "Great. Please don't come back and never bring any of them with you." <laughs> <laughs>
0: this, you know, what? I've had a few places I've worked at <laughs> like that. I mean, yeah, and the there, boss was, there were guys is, that threw pine glasses into boots. There were. Uh, yeah. And
1: you just go, you know what? Stay. Up. No, don't bother coming back. Yeah, there were places for that because they would be like, if anybody called you, would be like. You're being a douche, and you're embarrassing yourself, so... Sorry. Like, you're embarrassing yourself and your friends, and you clearly don't get that, so please don't come back. Yeah. And, like, we no, had friend, no tolerance for that. Yeah. It was, it was uh, awesome, it was amazing. So, I
0: gotta, I gotta give this story. On Canon Day, uh, or the day before Cannon Day, uh, there was this guy that came up to the bar, he was sitting there going, I used to work on the rigs, and he was trying to be a tough guy. And throughout the night, he was being an asshole to a couple of the girls that were sitting at the bar and doing all that. And I've been keeping a tally in my head, because I don't know a single bartender who doesn't keep a tally in their head about all the asshole shit some one customer does. It's like a Rolodex. Dude. Absolutely. But eventually, he dropped a drink into my ice well. And one of the worst things you can do is drop a drink into your ice well. <laughs> yep. Now that thing's gone, the entire ice well is dead. You, yeah. gotta, you, gotta toss you all are now to go. going, I need to melt all this, I'm putting grenadine on it, it's
5: done. Now, this being explained, the ice well is the source of your ice for the
0: entire night. The entire night. Uh, I had to go to the corner store and pick up ice. Oh, sure, replace it because our ice machine couldn't handle Wait, it. hold
2: on. You couldn't send the dishwasher to get a big old 20-liter no, bottle they of... They were, they were <laughs> this absolutely from the ice
5: This is a topic we need to address in the near future, which is sending rookies <laughs> for stupid shit like ice mix. Oh, yeah, Can we I'm please talk to that next year? Okay. Okay. So, I green grenadine. Yeah, that's <laughs> and I
0: buy this stuff. I have my manager at the time, my assistant manager I guess, watched the bar while I'm gone. I think I'm about seven bags of ice. And I drop it off and the guy asks me, do you have a margarita maker here? (laughs) So I looked at him and I went, I have a blender. He's like, no, that's not good enough. That's not good. (laughs) good. It's not a margarita maker. And he went, okay, I'll have another Roman Coke. I'm like, no, you're not drinking anything
3: else.
0: Yeah. What do you mean? I'm not drunk. I'm like, I don't care if you're drunk. You're an asshole. You're gone. It's done. (laughs) Um, And then he talks to my manager and my manager says... And we all know an Yeah, but he okay. says, "Without that, he went. No, he's kicking you out because you're a prick. <laughs> <laughs> good man, good man." Uh, okay. And uh, but I mean, we don't really have. It's the the big word or the big term in the service industry is that right to refuse service for any reason. That's not true at all. It yeah. really is. Like no. it's 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 horseshit that we tell ourselves to make ourselves feel better. Mm-hmm. But every once in a while, you get a manager who understands exactly what you've been through. Yeah. And this was that guy. This was that guy who went, yeah, he's a dick. Get it.
1: <laughs> All right, so, sending rookies to get stuff.
0: Sending
5: rookies to get stuff.
1: I have story oh, the, upon story. It's so <laughs> the
4: bacon stretcher. <laughs> it's so much more prevalent in the kitchen, though. Absolutely. Guys, oh. Like, we don't have that much in front of house. I mean, we have some things, but it's usually just... Back of host stuff. Okay. We get you guys to do it. Yeah.
5: <laughs> and completely, but conspiring level to level yeah,
4: yeah. is what really makes well, this you work. Get ex- you get excited the week before you're like, fuck, there's a new guy coming in. We're gonna uh, how can we fuck with him? Like how can we make this kid's first Let's us ruin day? This motherfucker. How can we make this kid's <laughs> first day fucking miserable? Never mind, new all guy. restaurants
1: know this. So they, they'll automatically help you when you send them there.
4: No, exactly.
1: Never mind, new guy. I had a dishwasher who'd been in my restaurant for two years. <laughs>
5: he'd been there longer than I was actually running the joint but I walk in and me and Slipknot dude who's responsible for all the scars on my arm and all of these other shit that's going on in my life yeah I just felt the need to express that, but...
4: Can I see these, by the way? You pointed at them. (laughs) Fuck, they're
5: there. Yeah, not (laughs) not fucking
4: bullshit. He's not fucking around, he's got...
5: They're totally there. But, like, a lot. Yeah, no, they've been there for about four years. Alright, so... So, me and this other guy send the dishwasher who's been there forever to the Boston Pizza across the road because they took our bacon stretcher.
0: (laughs) How dare they... And need, you need to make spider bait.
3: Yeah. No, no,
5: no, no. Because we actually somehow thought about this beforehand, even though we didn't communicate it to each other. So the owner is standing beside us, and we're looking at him going, Jamie, we need the bacon stretcher. <laughs> we need this back from them right fucking now. Go get the bacon stretcher. Fetch. Jamie, fetch. Fetch. And this guy is amped. He, he does nothing but shave his head, work dish, and work out. So he is like human growth hormone in a dish fucking smock.
1: Fucking yo! Get the bacon stretcher!
5: It, it, it's like sending in the Marines. I will be the best
1: bacon stretcher fetcher! No,
5: it, it's sending the Marines in to go reclaim Barbie from Toys R Us. <laughs> and he's ready to go, and he's amped, and there's Bane's pulsing in his neck and he's just ready not you
3: so the owner standing beside
5: us I'm sorry I'm losing my shirt the owner is standing beside us going Jamie no don't don't go to Boston pizza Jamie please please Jamie don't go to Boston pizza and chris slipknot guy uh is holding a bag of
1: bacon that's
5: in his hand saying Jamie I need bacon strips how am i supposed to
1: get them out of this <laughs> <laughs> <I'm sorry. laughs> and he was gone like a, you know what's bad when even the sound guy is on the floor <laughs> like a bolt of bold human growth hormone lightning
3: just gone
5: uh, we sent Jamie for ice mix, we sent Jamie for green grenadine, we sent Jamie uh, we've we did a lot of horrible shit to that guy. Oh.
0: Alright guys <laughs> listen, uh, I'm going to be the bearer of bad news on this one we gotta end this thing pretty soon yeah. we have hit about an hour and a half on our conversation <laughs> I I expect Ten to go on dry. a little bit further but I'm giving the word right so now. This a
2: pretty warm up Continue. 10 of it's a pre warmer. We can edit this. 10, right. bit, ten of it's a pre. 10 of it's okay, well, like a
4: test. I just got one about the, the sending servers for stupid shit. I mean, like, yeah, the left handed chef's knife, the bacon stretcher
5: banana peeler, all that sort of stuff. Uh, I once gave a host my keys and told him to go turn on the AC on the patio. Ah, oh, nice. <laughs> uh, I told him to go find the basement in a one level restaurant. <laughs> Uh, clear food coloring was another good one,
4: but actually, at the restaurant you guys are working at, with the current uh, assistant manager, um, <laughs> <laughs> when I was working there as the AM, yeah, exactly. um, he, uh, he, I think he was online at the time. Yeah, he would have. Um, but we wanted to play that joke. There was somebody that came in, and you know, and then <laughs> the general manager came up and he was like, "All right, tell whoever the fucking new person was to go and get powdered ice mixed." And the guy was like, "What? What are you talking about?" And he was like, powdered ice mix. And he explained. He was like, it goes into the machine, but he's telling him how to explain it to him. This is what powdered ice mix is. He's like, It goes into the machine and it bonds the water to the to the plate that makes the ice or whatever, blah, blah, blah. And it drops down and just tell him to go get it. So he didn't want to make the new guy feel bad for not knowing what powdered <laughs> ice mix was. Because he
3: didn't know what powdered <laughs> ice
4: mix was. So he went yes. oh, God. to Big Daddy's, I think was still open at the time, <laughs> yeah, yeah, wait a and went across. And then the manager there was just like, really? fuck, like you've been here okay. for so long you know better, and he came back and I'm giving I'm giving him shit, I'm his boss this time I'm like, where the fuck were you, like we needed you he was like, well the, the GM sent me for powdered ice mix, I like, are you fucking kidding me? do you have any idea what that was? And he was like, well no, yeah, it goes into the machine And but then, as he's explaining it I start to think, I've never once refilled the powdered ice mix and I start feeling bad,
5: like I'm the cause of this problem <laughs> And that's, that's the best joke that you can ever play, and that's 95% of the jokes that you actually get. And that's coming back to something that we talked about earlier, where you actually start doubting yourself.
0: Yeah.
5: <laughs> like It's so outrageous. The <laughs> Jagger without the Meister. It's just so crazy. She is so <laughs> confident her. in the fact that this is a thing that I can do that that I'm doubting myself as an individual.
2: <laughs> you know, I've never really looked in the ice machine before. So <laughs> yeah, ex- exactly my point. That's where I, was, see, I always figured it was cold, plus water aches a little ice. But, you know, maybe there's another element
3: that I'm not. I <laughs> make it a lot <laughs> of ice. I gotta I'm make so- it fast. <laughs> yeah, perfect. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think Shame that's, it's probably a good uh, okay. time
0: to...
2: Shameless promo, Facebook, Twitter.
0: Okay, so you need to follow Stealth Maneuver on Twitter and Stealth Maneuver on Facebook. And individuals if you have one. Uh, every two months or so we're going to be doing one of these. The task may change up, but it's going to be the same sort of mentality. Come check us out. I may mean, not. No, Jack is going to disappear, <laughs> he's
3: going to be a uh, uh,
0: I thought of that. Uh, I'm
2: pretty good on a computer. You can Skype you in know, very easily. That would
0: be okay. wonderful. Um, I thought of it that But
3: these boys, these guys are awesome. Thanks for checking us out. And have a good day, guys. Awesome.